four of Music Raygun. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where every episode we choose a musical topic, then we watch video clips about that topic and talk, talk about the clips. Right, Craig? Yes, that's what we do and nothing else. Last time we did a sequel. Yeah. A very successful sequel, I think, to our original saxophone episode. Mm. We did saxophone two. Yeah. This time... We're doing another sequel. Fuck yeah, we are. To a much more recent episode than that old saxophone episode. Yeah, it doesn't feel that recent. This yeah. this is a little bit more conceptual. Yeah. If people haven't heard the first one, we'll explain it. This topic is off-brand picks. Yes. Two. What Two. does off-brand picks mean? Well, it means Kirk and I have... We both have pretty eclectic tastes. You we, more than me, but we all... Yeah. I don't think you're pretty eclectic. I'm, I maybe go a little far farther afield I think than so, you do, yeah. which makes this topic a little tougher for me. Yeah, but off-brand picks are um, music that you wouldn't expect us to like. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. We each chose for ourselves music that we think people would be surprised to know we like. Yes, that's yeah. almost like wait, really? Yeah, this is something you enjoy. And Not off-brand yeah. for music reg on the podcast, but each of us individually, our individual music tastes. It's our personal off-brand picks. That's right. Yes. As for what our brands are, go back and listen to 83 previous episodes. <laughs> You'll find it fast. If, if you don't know us by now, you are never, never going to know us. Which is an on-brand pick for both of us. That's an on-brand pick. I mean, that sure. Simply Red that's is so on-brand for both of us. Simply Red. You go to Simply Red for that? Not Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes? Of course I go to Simply Red for you that. You don't go to Teddy Pendergrass for that? No, because I didn't know I it know. first. You are, you are... I was of the age where that was Simply Red. You are nothing if not a child of the 80s, mm-hmm. and that's fair. Yes. But it's a Harold Melvin and the Blue, no- Blue Notes. If song. you must. Yeah. Um, but you will get to know... Like, we'll explain about these picks, why they're off-brand. Yes. As we, although one of mine, I'm like... One of mine is an artist... Who I chose for the previous off-brand picks episode, and I'm oh, like, okay. if I'm choosing this artist again, is it really off-brand, or do I just like this? Ooh, that's a very good like theoretical uh, yeah. point. Mine are all new. I've talked about one, and that's kind of not really it. It's an off-brand because of the person, but not this yeah. style of song. There'll be some in here where you're going to be like, Kirk, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, I I saw the artists at least, and yeah. some of the, some of your picks I'm familiar with because yeah. you sent them to me ahead of time. I compile a playlist, um, so I know that there are some prizes here, and I'm excited for you to explain yourself. Uh, got a lot of explaining to do with some of these. And you let's let's kick it off with one of yours, a band uh, yeah that I've heard of. I thought this would be a real big Paul band, maybe. Well, say who they are. Let's, you present it first, and then I'll talk about I my opinion. The group, very uh, eclectic, underground, hipster, smart person band called Sparks. Yeah, one of the ultimate like cult bands. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Came out in the eighties, and I just I had their album. That oh, you didn't even men. I literally had their vinyl when I was a kid. I think. Oh, I so you've always been into Sparks. I only have this album. Yeah. I got rid of it like. Pretty much immediately, because I was like, "Oh, I just like a couple of songs," and yeah, and um, I never got into the rest of their catalog except for when they did the duet with uh, Jane Wheatland. They do Cool Places. Okay. Oh, you don't. You're a Jane Wheatland fan. I don't know Sparks. You will know Cool Places because it's a Jane Wheatland song. Sparks is one of those <clears throat> bands that most people have never heard of. Yeah. But for the type of person who has heard of them. 
it's probably one of their favorite bands. Yes. They're very, very particular. They're very weird. Yeah. But very, quote, funny in quotations. Mm. They're not, they don't do, they're not like weird all Sort of quirky, but they're not a comedy group. No. They're, but their they're videos new are wave, odd. but they're yeah. It's you said this seems like it would be an on brand pick for me. I thought you would be into that because I am exactly that kind of yeah. person. But every time I've heard Sparks, I didn't care for it. Interesting. Yeah, that is very very interesting. But I've also never like really taken made the effort to explore Sparks. Yeah, you know, I would just see a video here or hear a song there and just be like, nah, I kind of don't like this. I think there's a documentary that's there's, out. There's a recent up. documentary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that explains like there's their um, their appeal. That's two brothers. And uh, then uh, oh, they're brothers. Yeah. I don't think I even knew that. I think they're brothers. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I forgot their names. But this is them on of all things uh, American Bandstand. Yeah, and the song is uh, Monster of Love. Which, actually, I think now that I'm thinking about it, this was maybe like, maybe it was like 12 or 13 when this came out. Yeah. And I think of like, oh, Monster. Yeah, they had mainstream opportunities. <clears throat> like they were on Bandstand. I think they were yeah. on Saturday Night Live a couple they of times. Were, yeah. Stuff like that. But for some reason, they always just remained mostly obscure. Yes. Except to like music nerds who love them. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to watch them do the Monster of Love on American Bandstand. Yes. Just going to fast forward it because in this clip they actually do two songs. Yes. Yeah, so we're at the, yeah, the second one was the one. Okay. So we'll watch this. And maybe I like this. Like, I, I'm not saying I don't like them. Mm. I'm just saying every time I've encountered them, it hasn't connected. Okay. But like, I'm waiting to find the Sparks video or the Sparks song where I'm like, ooh, I like that. You are open. Yes, very okay. much so. I remember this song so much. So odd, but yet so hypnotic. Very new wavy. Yeah, one of them looks like a cross between Freddie Mercury and David Byrne. Yes. With a Hitler mustache. Yes. And, like, that's his persona when he's performing. Yeah. Where he just is motionless and then just stares at people. Yeah. And then the other brothers just kind of, like... Sort of glam. Yeah. And, yeah. Is this uh, on the album that you own? Yes. Okay, so you yes. know the song. I think it might have even been the name of that album. I feel like maybe I've heard this one before. Yeah. Yeah. This might be, as a, a Lone Spark song, yeah. this might be one of their like biggest hits. Mm -hmm. Their biggest hit is Cool Places with Jane Whedon. Mm -hmm. But that's technically a Jane Whedon song that they're on it. on it. Which you would probably like. I do like Jane Whedon, but... Yeah. I hate this. <laughs> Do you? It's annoying. Interesting. <laughs> is it annoying because they're annoying or the song is annoying or both? Uh, both. Okay. If I heard this, I would be annoyed. I find this very poppy and I like the drum beat. Like, it's very danceable. But they I, are very weird. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I love cult shit like this, and it's, like you said, on paper it should be one of my things, and it's it just really not. Should. It's just not. I think the I think the weird guy's whole thing is like stupid. <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> That's fascinating. That is really interesting. 
I thought you were either like, oh yeah, I like Sparks. I didn't think you like were a huge fan, but or be like, yeah. Yeah, they're fine. But it's a weird sensation because even I'm like, why don't I like this? Yeah, why don't you like I this? <laughs> I want to like it, but all it, the box is pretty much checked. It just pisses me off. <laughs> I mean, not in sound, but in kind of like cultishness. They're like in the vein of Devo. If you like Devo, you would like this. Yeah, but Devo's good. <laughs> I find this very catchy. Very, very catchy. This, this seems like. I don't know how to describe it. Like, they're doing a parody of pop music, or it's like if your dad was like, yeah, uh-huh. like you're doing karaoke. It's, wow. it's like karaoke. No. I think I, that guy bothers you. Yeah. But, but it's your, like, what was, what was, how did you end up with this album when you were a child? Because I knew this song. So you bought the album because you knew and liked this song yes, specifically. Yes, exactly. That was the only reason. Wow, so you liked this enough. For, for an album purchase. Well, that's the difference in ages. Like, you would do that all the time. Well, yeah. I mean, back then, yeah. if you liked a song, you had to get the album. You had to get the album. Yeah. yeah that was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that so got worse got in the 90s when I was coming up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that's basically what you did. You just bought it. And you're like, okay, well, I like this song. Maybe I like... And I remember listening to it, all the entire album, and... I don't remember anything else about the album except Monsters of Love. So, do you remember watching this American Bandstand clip? When I swear it was I on? saw this. Either that or I saw them on SNL. Yeah, because their performances are exactly the same all the time. Yeah, it's exactly that. That bothers me too. Okay, but <laughs> but did, was did this get any radio play or no? Not too much. Yeah, not too much. You, uh, not twenty, not top twenty, maybe top forty, maybe, and uh, you know MTV. Oh, it got empty. Okay. I saw it on MTV, and you're like, oh, okay. And, you, you saw, and I saw it on like, Bandstand and Saturday Night Live, and you're like, oh, wow. I'm fascinated by the fact that you like it, and I'm fascinated by the fact that I don't. It's 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 off-brand freaky Friday. It's off-brand freaky. Yeah. It's a real freaky Friday We've situation. really gotten yeah. into a different it's realm here. real vice versa. Yeah. It's a real... It's a real, like, father-like like father, like son. son. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s. Yeah. They were great. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was like, man, I'm so ready to like Sparks. And yeah. every time it's just, it just doesn't work for me. I honestly thought when you're like, yeah, I don't really like that. I thought this was going to turn you. Said, yeah, no, I think I heard this one before. <coughs> it just doesn't do it for All me, right. man. Yeah. But that's, you know, we're not here to judge each no, other. But that's like, what this episode's about. I'm a little disappointed in myself is all. Yeah, not me. It's you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was the 80s. Yeah. Let's go back to the 60s. All right. Yes. For uh, someone who was the subject of a recent trivia quiz question, one cutie patootie uh, Mickey Mouse Club charter member, Annette Funicello. Oh, Ms. Funicello. Ms. Funicello. This is a clip from a 60s movie she did, but it's not Frankie and Annette, and it's not a beach party movie. This is from a movie she did with Fabian. Oh, that guy. Yeah, it was a race car movie called Thunder Alley. That's a good name for a movie. It is a good name for a movie, and it's an okay movie. (laughs) It's an okay movie. That I watched for the first time last summer because I got super into uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, great movie. And uh, he owns um, a movie theater in in L.A. called The New Beverly, uh, where they show like his collection of movies. They show only 35mm prints. Yeah, it's like his stuff. 
And even though they were closed for COVID last summer, you can get, like, the calendar for every previous month of programming, like, going back years. Mm-hmm. So the the month that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out in 2019, they programmed, like, all period movies from, like, all 60s movies that okay. inspired this movie. Yeah. And Thunder Alley was on there, so okay. I watched Thunder Alley. It was okay. I'm not excited by racing race yeah, car movies. It's Fabian. It's like, who cares? But Annette Funicello's in it, and so, of course, they stopped the narrative to let her do a full song. Well, of course. And I honestly was like, this song is great. <laughs> wow. It's really good. So this is Annette Funicello singing <clears throat> When You Get What You Want right. in the movie, in the AIP movie, Thunder Alley. So this is, is this a young adult Annette Funicello? Yeah, this is 1963, so this is at the same time as the Beach Party movies. Okay, all right. So I'd guess she's like maybe around 18 or so. Yeah. Okay, and that, wow. I don't know how you feel about Annette Funicello in general. I feel nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I was like, wow, you look really, really stunning right now. But. He's not really playing that game. Not even close. <laughs> I don't hate this. Mm-hmm. What it needs is not Annette Funicello. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? This should be a better song if someone better sang it. Well, she's not like the most uh, dynamic. No. I mean, voice wise. Singer. It's a little. little... The song. The music, I'm I'm enjoying the music. It's lighter than air. Yes. And I feel like. Oh, who would sing this? Like Nico? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not the person. I feel like. No, I feel like a French person should be singing this. Oh, you're Francois Hardy? Yes. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Sure. Not sure. a it, Of course it would be more well executed yes. vocally. But it wouldn't be in that. I look, I love I just love the idea of a, just a throwaway song in a teen movie for and, Annette to sing. Yeah, like this literally probably means nothing to the movie. Has nothing to do with the movie. Yeah. No. It's just let's stop the movie in its track so Annette can say. Yeah. But it's also, uh, I thought it was surprisingly uh, mature of a song for it. It is surprisingly mature, but I feel like either she's holding back or they're like, okay, don't, don't get too sexy with this. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, she's still, this yeah. is still like, it's a teen movie. She's still a wholesome star. Yeah. There's Fabian. Look at that hair. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the song's over. Yeah, because he came into the party with this other girl. That was the best part. That's, I just thought it was cool. It's that just was like the this. Best part. It's forgettable, but it's just this cool '60s groove, and yeah. that looks great. I like the groove. She looks great. I, I just think yeah. the singing for me was a little. I mean, look, I'm not looking for... I'm not going to go to an, an Annette concert. <laughs> That's right. But, like, it's cool It's cool background music, you know what I mean? It's cool party background music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, it's definitely like I think off-brand for me. I'm not, oh, yeah. I'm not typically listening to Annette Funicello. Annette Funicello. Never. Um, the music seems a little, a little bit, but the person delivering it is completely not. Yeah, but it's sort of. I was like, maybe I should check out more Annette Funicello records. I don't feel know. like it'd be disappointing. <laughs> There's that song that she did with the Beach Boys in that one Disney movie. Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, the yeah. Monkey's Uncle. Yes, yeah, that one's a lot of fun. But that's why this one surprised me because yes. I'm like, I think of Annette doing like silly yeah. shit, you know, Mickey Mouse. shit. This was a little more grown up. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool. Like, it's not great, no. but it's cool. It is cool. Yeah, and you know, I like shit that's cool. I like shit that's cool, except Sparks. Sparks, look, I mean, <laughs> say what you want about them. I don't know if cool is the word. Definitively to not. Sparks. No, definitively it's not. Pretty nerdy shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I definitely know your next I mean, I can't believe this is so off brand yeah. for you. Speaking of not cool, we we bonded early. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm such a 90s kid, yeah. and I love grunge. Yeah. But we bonded early on a mutual hatred yes. of Pearl Jam. Yes. Uh, I agree with you that Pearl Jam sucks. I think Eddie Vedder is a cool guy, but I just never liked Pearl Jam. I think they are probably really good, awesome dudes. Yes. Absolutely. If I had to hang out with any grunge band, yes. I'd pick Pearl that Jam. Would be them. They would be a, like a cool mellow hang. Even Nirvana would be too much chaos. Too much. Pearl Jam would be like, yeah, let's just go hang. Yeah. I'm down with that. I'm not down with their music. That said, we're not talking about Pearl Jam. No, we're taking we're, one step below. We're talking about a band that I loved, but I can't believe you can tolerate for even a second. Don't Temple Pilots! STP! STP, this is, baby. This is the band that like critics hated the yes. most in the, <laughs> at the height of grunge. Yes. As like, oh, they're just copying the grunge trend, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yeah. And that when they first came out, I hated them more than Pearl Jam. I was like, fuck. Wow. Them. They suck. This, this dude, Scott Weiland? Weiland? Weiland. I was like, fuck this dude. They, <laughs> they sound exactly like Pearl Jam. Exactly. And then they came out with this one song, Big Bang Baby, and I was like, wait a minute. Big this ba- is good. Yeah. My, look, they're, they're, I'm not going to say they're a great band. I have so much nostalgia for them, though, and I do yeah. love them. I think it was unfair that they got painted with the grunge brush. First of all, they're not from Seattle. I think yeah. they're from L.A. Mm-hmm. They're a California band. They had a certain sound that was easy enough to market as grunge, mm-hmm. but they're not grunge. You know what they are? They're a glam band. They are glam band. And this is when this. they started being more glam. And this is when I like them. Like, their first songs, like the... Whatever that highway song was. Interstate Love Song? Interstate Love Song. I was I like, love this that is one. fucking Pearl Jam. I love that this one. This is, f- you sound exactly like Pearl Jam. But in retrospect, you can kind of see like they wanted to be like a 70s glam band, yes. but the record companies were like, you're going to be grunge. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Because this is what sells. Yeah. Um, but then after, I mean, Interstate Love Song was on their second big record. So this might Flush. be their third album? This is, I think, the lead single off of their third album. Is this from Tiny Music? Oh, no. Yeah. Songs from the Vatican from Gift the Shop? Yes. Yeah, this was the lead single off of that. And this is where they started to, like, grunge was dying anyway, and they started to do more of what they wanted to do anyway. Yeah, and this is where I was like, fuck, they're good. Yeah. This is a good song. I've always liked them, and I was really sad when Scott Weiland finally died. Yeah. Because he hung in there for so long. Uh, but this is this is really good. This, this is Big Bang Baby. Yeah, and the video is really cool too because it's so like on the cheap. That that bass is great. Yeah. And it's also like the thing where I'm like, oh, you don't annoy me here. 
Like normally there's other videos, I'm like, you annoy me. I'm like, you're just like, you're dancing like a rock star and that's cool. Yeah. I get what you're saying now is why I like it. They feel much more comfortable. Like yeah. this is like this is what we want to do. I think before this they were chasing trends. Yeah. And I I don't know how much they were to blame for that and how much the labels the record companies were to blame. Yeah. You know? But this this feels like better than that. I mean, yeah, they're, 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 they he wanted to be David Bowie. Yeah. You know? He was But this song is really good. He still got the fucking chin beard that yeah. sucks, but uh, Yeah. So what are you going to do? But uh, the uh, the uh, I don't remember their names. Dean and the the guitar player and the bass player are brothers. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And they have a cool look. They never looked grunge. Yes, they all. You're right. They look all of, except for the drummer. They all look kind of glam. Yeah, I mean, just naturally so. And I love just like this high eight look for the video. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is they're definitely turning on like a 70s thing here, but by yes. way of the 90s. But I loved it. Yeah. When this came out, I was like, oh my god, do I like Stone Temple Pilots? <laughs> and then I realized, no, I don't. Did you buy Tiny <laughs> Music songs from the no. Oh, yeah. What about uh, Lady Picture Show, the other single off of Oh, Lady Picture Show's okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind Lady Picture Show. You know what also that I liked? Years later, I like their one song, the, the one Velvet Revolver song. Oh, I know that you like Velvet Revolver. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. that one song that yeah. fucking rocks. But I remember when this song came out, and it was like people didn't quite know what to do. Because, you know, people were used to Scott yeah. and be like, murder, murder, murder. Yeah, and I hate that shit. Yeah, I like that shit, but. Yeah. This was way different. This was way different. And I was like, this is really kind of like grimy, funky. Yeah. The bass and the, and the, and the uh, it's hand claps. You yes. put hand, hand claps in anything. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. It's fucking hand clap. Yeah, it's great. It's one of the poppiest things yeah. ever. You can. And, yeah. It's not only is it hand claps, but it's the Bo Diddley beat. Yeah. This makes anything good. Yeah. So this, yeah, they're just doing the Brady Bunch now. Yeah. Yeah. It's being goofy. It's four ugly dudes. <laughs> Had they been this early on, I've been like, oh yeah, Stone Temple Pilots is pretty good. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, they got, they got. It's it's a double-edged sword. I, you know, yeah. If it hadn't been for grunge, who knows if anyone would have heard of them? If yeah. they would have gotten a break at all. Yeah. But also, I think getting painted with the grunge brush did them a big disservice. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Because again, I didn't give a shit about them. Yeah. And I just lumped them in with all the other grunge bands I had. Yeah. And then this song came out, and I was like, God damn, this is a good song. Yeah, that's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh man, and I haven't heard it in a grip either. Oh, so that oh, was that was a good. real trip down memory oh, lane for excellent. me. Excellent. I can't believe you like that. that <laughs> I know it's weird. A real off-ramp pick. Yeah. Because like, yeah, you don't like Pearl Jam and you don't like grunge, but you also just you're not a big rock fan in not general you don't like general. guitars and no. yeah so no and I think it's I think it's the, the bottom I think I like the bottom the bottom and the hand claps oh, and the Bo Diddley beat you nailed it the hand claps too just like I'm here for it yeah man any song with hand claps yeah. is just catnip <laughs> alright well, let's get weird uh, we're still in the 60s now uh-huh. uh, this is uh, also also I'm, this is 1963 uh, the previous clip I, I think I said 63 but that was 67 oh okay this is 63 uh, this is a French, uh, a, uh, 
Caribbean French singer named Henri Salvador. Henri Salvador. And we're going to watch the music video for his 1963 song, Mini Petit Souris, which means Mini Little Mouse. Mini Little Mouse. Uh, and it's, uh, uh, it's a song about a mouse. I don't know it's whether... Mouse? There's some backstory, I guess. This is a French cover of a song that you may or may not know called Peppino the Italian Mouse oh. by Lou Monti. And if the name Lou Monti sounds familiar, he is the guy who does the song Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey, which is essentially the same song as Peppino the Italian. Okay. So this is a French version of the song that sounds like Dominic the Italian Christmas Donkey. Wow. And the music video has Henri playing both himself and Minnie the Mouse. Oh, this is going to be a drug trip. <laughs> it's not even druggy. It's just weird. Oh, okay, this is a nightmare. <laughs> this is a full nightmare. Oh, I like this. He's weird on his own. <laughs> He's like trying to... I don't understand French. I mean, I took French, but I can't hear it in a song. That's him doing... That's Minnie. I don't wow. know what Minnie is saying. But Henri seems to be trying to tempt Minnie out of her with, mouse hall with, with food. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Henri the singer is weirder than Henri the mouse. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. Wow. It's weird, though. I heard, I heard this song for the first time in the mid-2000s. Because early on in the earliest days of podcasts, I used to listen to a podcast called, uh, what was it called? Radio Olala, Franco Agogo, and it was all French pop music. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you heard it there? Yes. And then I went to YouTube and I was like, oh, there's a fucking video for this. This video is fucking insane. Yeah. Now he's offering the mouse wine. Good, well, it is France. I mean, that's true. France? Yeah. Radio Olala is no longer a going concern. You can't even get the old episodes on in, in archives. It's just like gone. Oh, it's that old. Yeah. It was uh, hosted by a French-Canadian woman who was living in Amsterdam. That's very cool. Who went by the name DJ Natasha. I mean, this is all kinds of cool. Yeah, it was, it was like the first podcast I ever listened to. It's like weekly episodes of just like French pop music. That actually is really cool. Yeah, it was great. So he's got a piece of food with a stick of dynamite in it. Yeah, because he's trying to kill the mouse. Yes, he's going to yeah. give him a chicken with a dynamite stick in it. <laughs> All right, La Maison's a house. Oh. Oh, and the... And then he blew up the whole house just to kill the mouse. A tale as old as time. I, I, I want more story. Yeah. Well, what you can do if you want to do it, which I didn't take the time to do, is is Google the lyrics to Mini. Yeah, I need Tizuri, to do that. I want to hear then the run them through a translator yeah. and see what. Uh, I what need to do that. The conversation because I want to hear what happened to that mouse. Yeah. Well, it seems like. Uh, Henri Kamikaze the fucking shit out of that mouse and yeah. got his way. That was the it. Yeah. That was odd. But I genuinely like it. I like that. I mean, if I if I heard it, it's 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 funny knowing what 
petite souris means and then watching the video and it's like, oh, it's a little sort of a comedy sketch. Yeah. But if I had just heard it and not knowing French, I'd be like, oh, this is a fun little French pop this song. This is a cute ditty. Yeah. 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 I would have genuinely liked it for its for its own sake musically. Yeah, I agree. Uh, even without the very weird and funny music video. <laughs> I mean, that, that guy is... And I don't know any other Henri Salvador songs. That's the one. Uh, but yeah, that's that's, that's the one. That's why it's off-brand. Thanks, DJ Natasha. Yeah. I mean, who knew? I do like a lot of French pop. Yeah. But I don't think anyone would suspect that I do. No. And that one in particular is real weird. <laughs> that one's way off, way off, off the gilded path. Yeah. Uh, okay, now let's go back to the 90s for you for another band I'm very okay. familiar with and nostalgic about. This is, we've talked how we do not believe in guilty pleasures. This might be as close to a guilty pleasure of a song as I have. <laughs> because this all belongs to the era that we've called uh, mid-90s harmless rock. Harmless rock. <laughs> which I fucking hate growing up. I yeah. growing up as in my 20s. So it was the era of Hootie, Dave Matthews. Very that, yeah. Matchbox 20, Goo Goo Dolls, and, uh-huh. these, and these dudes, the Gin Blossoms. The gin, they came a little earlier. This song is 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 maybe 95. This is 95 because it's off of Empire Records. The Empire Records soundtrack yes. song. God, sure, sure. This might be the same year as the Big Bang Baby. 95, it might be. That might have been 94, but I, no, I think it's 95. I think so it's I think 95. It's, yeah. And when the Gin Blossoms came out, I was like, oh, fuck these dudes. Like, Hey Jealousy. Oh, Hey Jealousy, oh, Follow You Down. Follow You Down sucks so bad. Hey Jealousy's better. Oh, I hate I, it Dude, both. I had New Miserable Experience on cassette and listened to the shit out of it, so I could sing along to any song on that That's, album. Because it's that perfect time period for you in the 90s. Yeah, that was the t- I was, like, discovering new music for myself at yes. that point. Yes. Yeah. So, because you would have been 12 or 13. Yeah, or eleven. Uh, more like yeah, more like eleven. Yeah, yeah. I think I was in sixth grade. Yeah, okay. So that make yeah. that makes sense. But, but this <laughs> came a little after that on the Empire Records soundtrack. It was a huge. And I heard this uh, till I hear it from you. I was like, oh fuck, this is a good song. But the the weird thing about that is, Kirk. You know, we just talked about STP and how different Big Bang Baby is from their earlier shit. <clears throat> this sounds exactly <clears throat> like it Hey does. Jealousy. It does. I don't know. It's not as grating to me for some reason. <laughs> I think I like the the. It's the a little harmony. poppier. It's a yes. little less mopey than yeah. uh, New Miserable. I mean, you get everything you need to know about that album from the title. Yeah, they really named it well. The New Miserable Experience. Yeah, uh, this is a little more upbeat. But yeah, it's still unmistakably upbeat. fucking gin. It blossoms. felt a little less whiny. Yeah. than the other stuff. Um, the video too. It's like okay, they've gotten rid of their grunge haircuts. Yeah, uh, it's 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 more high key. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It looks similar to the Big Bang Baby video with mm-hmm. the, just the white background and the and the bright lights. But yeah, this is this is one of those. I like, I can't. This is one of those where I go, I can't believe I like this. Yeah, I, I can't. I, yeah. Neither do I. Because it's really now the intro. I don't like. I can do without this. Oh, this is a. <coughs> Perfect power pop Such guitar. A 90s but you like Matthew Sweet, but you don't like that guitar intro? I like like one Matthew Sweet song. Okay, I mean... <laughs> Girlfriend, which is this, a great song. This, I mean, this is... That intro is just power pop. I could listen to just that intro on a loop. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, are we about to hear... Uh, I don't know, XTC or maybe... Uh, uh, or Matthew Sweet. Yeah. Or, oh no, it's the Gin Blossoms? It's the Gin yeah, Blossoms. Sure. 
are you sure it's not the Goo Goo Dolls? Ugh, no, I don't like the Goo Goo Dolls. I think this could be trained. How dare <laughs> That's you? That's right, I said it. How dare you? Ugh. I do like this video. Yes. And all, all the women in it are very mid 90s. And it's, I'm like, ve- wow. it's so 95. This hook I like here. Yeah. I hate that I like that, but I love that. Good <laughs> harmony there. Good. Yeah. You know what it is too? There's really good harmony. Yeah. Right. I love that. My least, the least interesting part for me is the verses. Yeah, this is, this, this, the cat, here's the category. I just came up with the name of it for me. Okay. Having grown up in the 90s. This is, you had to be there music for me. Yeah. Like, if, I would never play this for anybody like, oh, you got to hear this. Or, I think you'll really like this. Like, I would never recommend yeah. it. But for me, I have so many memories yeah. and nostalgia. And I'm like, this just hits a very personal place. Yeah. I mean, it hits me too because I was in my 20s. Yeah. And I actually liked it. Oh, wait. My favorite part's coming up. Oh, the bridge? Yeah, that's a good bridge. Oh, yeah. Really good bridge. I think I hate this guy's face too. His, his name is Robin something. Okay. I can't remember his name. I wonder if they're like still like touring here. That's a good question. <laughs> they I'll got bet, enough songs, I bet you they could. I will bet you. I also think, I think in this band, Robin's brother is part of the band. Okay. There was also a lot of darkness where New Miserable Experience was actually a re-release of their first album. And the guy in the band who was like the main songwriter killed himself before wow. the album ever came out. Wow. And uh, so there was there was some sort of messiness there. I can't remember the details. Of yeah. It. But I think maybe he and Robin are brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, I think there's brothers in this band. But yeah. This is it's real. been a while since I thought about them in depth. You know. Here's here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, cor- I correct me if I'm wrong. Uh huh. I look like I should like the Gin Blossoms. <laughs> I look like I should like have grown up like in my early twenties going, oh the fucking gym blossom. I love that. I saw the concert. Based on how you look, Kurt, yeah. everything you like is an off-brand pick. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's yeah. what it is. Everything I like is off-brand. Yeah. Everything you like is is like 80s funk and R and B and and uh, you were a dance minor yeah. and you love New Jack Swing and yeah. You were a white guy in his 20s in the 90s. Real preppy white guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Preppy white guy. Yeah. You look like you should have liked all the harmless rock. I should have loved this. I had to go to Duncan Sheik. Oh, Oh. go to the Duncan Sheik concert tonight. Fucking barely breathing, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. But between this and and, uh, Deep Blue Something. Oh, yeah. You have that streak in you. Toad the Wet Sprocket fan. I like Toad the Wet Sprocket. Uh, They're okay. (laughs) They're okay. But this song actually, yeah, kind of lights. It's good. It's 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 decent power pop. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really yeah. is. But again, if you if I had said, hey, I'm going to play some Jim Blossoms, and you'd said, oh, Kirk, that's actually that's actually uh, Goo Goo Dolls. I'd yeah. be like, oh, sorry, sorry, I got confused. I, I, I could tell the difference. Yeah. I can pick the Jim Blossoms out of a lineup, <laughs> and Goo Goo Dolls I don't even like. I may have lied about. The brothers thing that's not true okay but there's a lot of they are still uh they're still going concern okay but there's a lot of past members you know oh, line, lineup okay. changes yeah so uh yeah but the name lives on robin wilson most notable for work as the lead vocalist of the gin blossoms okay. yeah 
Yeah, I have a I have a real soft spot for uh, for at least that one album of theirs. Yeah, New Miserable Experience. Oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> STP and Jim Boss. <laughs> it's getting real. You weird. are really going off brand. <laughs> yeah, I went off the deep end here. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's let's see what kind of weirdness we can get into now. Right. Let's do a little world music. Ooh, uh, okay. Could be touch and go with world music. I mean, what? You're not into Indonesian guitars. <laughs> Not by nature. Oh, no? Okay. No. Well, I am. Okay. Uh, I, I, this is maybe when I was like 22 or 23. Uh, I used to be on LiveJournal, which was a blogging platform. Yeah, yeah, early yeah. And I remember getting this music <laughs> wreck from someone I followed on LiveJournal, mm-hmm. where it was like, there's a, a series of albums in the Smithsonian Folkways uh, series of albums, where it's just like... Traditional folk music and world music, mm-hmm. world folk music that the Smithsonian releases. And I remember this was from Volume 20, Indonesian wow. Guitars. Wow, this could be rough. This, <laughs> you're picking Indonesian guitar music from where again? Where did you find this? Uh, this was from a, a Smithsonian Folkways <laughs> series of albums. Okay, just making sure. Just of Indonesian guitars. From the Smithsonian? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is, this is Indonesian folk. This is in traditional Indonesian music. Okay. I did a little research about it for this episode, though. Stuff that I never knew. This isn't the actual song that I got from that album, because I couldn't find a video for that. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is obviously the same style of music, and I found a video mm-hmm. of it being performed. Um, so I took some notes. This Indonesian style of guitar uh, accom- accompaniment is called Sayang Sayang. Singers have singers of this style have a stock of memorized verses, mm-hmm. and then they'll just sort of like improvise what verses they sing to this particular kind of guitar. Okay, playing. okay, I get what you're saying. And apparently, traditionally, most of the verses are about being like lonely and isolated. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah. So let's just. All this right. is. I don't know what this means. This clip is called Gati Gati <laughs> Na. Kema Yoran. I don't know what Kema Yoran means, but the song, the track that I remember listening to a lot from the Smithsonian Folkways, Indonesian Guitar, Volume 20, Indonesian Guitars, album, CD, was also called Kema Yoran. So I don't know if that's a place or a style or Mm. the name of the song or whatever. But But just to be clear, you got this from the Smithsonian. I didn't get it from the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian. I got it from from someone I I followed on LiveJournal who posted it. And it comes from... It comes from the Smithsonian. It comes from a series of records where the label is like the Smithsonian. Okay. Smithsonian Folkways. Okay. But yes, that Smithsonian. That Smithsonian. Okay. Yes. So this is traditional folk music, world music from Indonesia. Okay. Strap in, buddy. (laughs) Righty. The Jim Blossoms are already better. (laughs) Paul, come on. Come on. You're being xenophobic <laughs> by writing it off quickly. I'm just wondering in what milieu are you listening to this? I just remember playing it in, uh, well, it wouldn't have been Spotify. It would have been like, uh, and what, what MP3 player did yeah. I use? What were you living? Yeah, where was the, What was that one? I don't know. I remember just having it on mixes. So was it on Napster or... I, well, no, I mean, literally someone posted an MP3 of it on a live journal oh, post, and I downloaded okay. it, so I had the MP3. 
I think the guitar playing is cool. I think the singing is cool. Now, based on my research, most of the time this style is performed and sung at the same time like this guy is doing. Mm-hmm. But earlier that woman was singing along with a separate guitar player. This is clip one of two, by the way, if you want to watch the other one. I mean, I think I'll be okay. <clears throat> this is, uh... It's pretty. It's beautiful land. Oh, my God. It's it's beautiful music. It's pretty. It's... I mean, look, you don't like folk music. And I this don't, is, that's the thing. I don't you don't like even folk. like Western folk music. No. Don't like any folk music. I didn't think you were going to like this. That's okay. But it's not, uh... It's not for Kirk. It's on brand for you to, to not, not like it. it. Yes. <laughs> it's on the one but see he goes he's always it's funky because he's always hitting that that's bass note on the thought. one that boom boom but that's on the one baby that's <laughs> the one baby I wonder what year this is from yeah that's a good question it could be anything from 1967 to this year yes exactly <laughs> I remember putting this... I used to make mix CDs for my mom with all kinds of weird shit, and I put this on... Uh, Did your mom go, Paul, why? No, I think she liked it. Really? Okay. Yeah. Some people have open minds, Kirk. <laughs> Not to what other... What do you mean? To I other... like the gin blossoms. Oh, yeah. Ooh, wow. What a real different... Uh... <laughs> Come on. You're really broadening your horizons. I listen to the gin blossoms. I like sparks. Yeah. <laughs> It's almost Indian, you know. It reminds yeah, me. Yeah, that's of, kind uh, of a vibe that I'm yeah, hearing as well. Yeah. I just I like that guitar playing. I, just, I think it sounds cool. It, it's just it's not for me. But that very specific kind of Indonesian folk guitar is something I've been listening to for a long time. That you discovered from Live Journal. Yeah. For a Smithsonian link. Or is it no, it was stuff. just a dude who I was friends with. But it's from with. this, literally, this music comes, you got it from the Smithsonian, technically. Yeah, why do you keep saying that? Because like, it's so funny that that's where you got this song. <laughs> that's where you got this music. A guy that listens to, who's the crazy punk guy, Gigi? Gigi Allen? Listens to this. It's very, very, that's why it's on you, you don't see how A to B that is? That's more like <laughs> A to 17. Dude, I've listened to like a whole CD worth of this music. That's hysterical. It's great. It's sort of like, you know, the closest thing I would compare it to, honestly, is My Bloody Valentine, where it's like, oh, I could just sort of lay back oh, and close okay. my eyes, and it's sort of droning it, that way, where I'm, I could kind of just get lulled by it. I get that more with My Bloody Valentine. Than yes. This, but yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes, but I unironically like Indonesian folk guitar music. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. But it is an off-brand pick. That's why it's on this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, like we said, I'm not trying to be braggy, but I, my tastes go pretty far afield anyway. Oh, yeah. So I really have to go way out there to uh, to do these You really have to off-brand go off off-brand, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't think anyone would guess. He seems like he likes Indonesian he folk seems guitars. seems like that's his, really his thing. Super into Indonesian folk guitars, dude. That's my thing. It's just Sayang, Sayang music, man. That's just good. I mean, just start, start listening and open your mind. It just rules. Yeah. 
All right, let's come back down to earth a little bit. I All guess. right, open your mind to <laughs> some kiss. Uh, you know, on our last mini episode, we we pulled yeah. the kiss card in the trading card corner, and we both spent a good chunk of time dunking on kiss and talking about how much we think kiss sucks. Yes, I will admit there are certain kiss songs that I unironically like. There are. They're few and far between, but there are some that I like. Yeah. Uh, for me, Dr. Love is a lot of fun. Dr. Love is good. I mean, rock and roll all night. That's a good song. I'm fine with rock sure, and roll all night. Sure, I mean, it's dumb, but it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, this one, I don't know. This one is... I don't think I know it. My favorite Kiss song. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it loud. I love it loud. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the time frame. Peter Chris had left. Okay. So I, I guess that was maybe after the, those solo albums. I think. I don't know. I don't know that much about Kiss. Uh-huh. <clears throat> well, they when, they to took, re- when they took their makeup off. There's still makeup here. Okay. They're, they're still in makeup because this is like 80. Okay. So this is immediately. When they took their makeup off, Peter and Ace were not part of the group. Yes. But that was like 82 or 3 or something yes. like that. So this is like pretty close before that. Yes. Okay. And they. Peter Chris either left or got fired. And then they hired another drummer. Mm-hmm. I think his name was Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, that apparently they like loved. And it was like, oh, he's the greatest guy ever. He's so great. I guess he died early. Oh. It was real tragic for him. But the drum in this is fantastic. Okay. And the video is fucking stupid. So it makes it <laughs> well, wonderful. Is, is Ace still in the band? I think Ace is still in the band. Okay. I, I, I'm almost positive. Honestly, it might be a different dude with his fucking Space Ace makeup it on. Very so well who knows? Could be. But, yeah. but I thought he was still in it. And it was just Peter that was gone. So yeah, I love it loud. And it's Gene singing everything. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, there's no Paul. Okay. I mean, yeah, Gene sang sometimes. Yeah, Gene sang sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's a just a big, dumb, loud song. And I it's the song that for Kiss I go, okay, I do like some Kiss. Yeah. I don't think I know it. Maybe yeah. it, maybe it'll ring a bell. Maybe it'll ring. It, but. So yeah, kids at at home having dinner, all quiet with his mom and dad. Yeah. No one really is communicating. No white people, white families don't communicate. Oh. There you go. Ooh, this sounds like uh, '80s Aerosmith. Yeah. I think I'm going about about to hear Ragdoll. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> oh shit yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that that drum. I'm like Peter Chris couldn't do that. You know what? It is 80s, but there's a real 70s hangover still. Yes, very yeah. much so. And so now he's at the TV because it magically turned on and they're playing Kiss. This totally sounds like it could be on Pump or Permanent Vacation. Yeah, really it is. Yeah, heavy metal accident. <coughs> Oh my god, this is such a precursor to the, the Aerosmith comeback. Yeah. So that's the that's, new guy. Yeah, okay. Eric something. And they were like, oh, he's so much better than Peter. Well, Peter Chris sucks. Yeah, Peter Chris did suck. This dude can actually like, hit hard. Yeah. So we have not seen Ace yet, so you might be right. Yeah, I don't know if Ace is around. Wait. No. Well. No, that's him, I think. I think. Ooh, that could be him. I don't think it was. It wasn't the Space Ace makeup, I don't think. But look, I'm not a kiss Yeah, expert. me neither. And he had shorter hair. Yeah. And they're not really showing him. I don't think it's Ace. This sounds so good. It's, oh man, this is like, this also predates, um, 
Def Leppard, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, they were doing hair metal, man. Yeah. I gave him some credit for it. Yeah. Hey, what do we think of Gene on bass? What about it? Like, does I mean, anyone care about their yeah, musicianship? That's what I'm no, I don't. Yeah. Here's what I think about it. He has a badass-looking bass exactly. in, the, in the shape of an axe. Yeah, it's cool looking. No, that is Ace. Is it? Yeah. With he's a haircut. Got, yeah, he's got the he's got the lips. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think that you might be right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all kisses is like, oh, does it look cool? Yeah. Oh, well, then they are fulfilling 100% of, of their promise. Our job you. is done. Yeah. Well, I mean, this drum is actually a tank. Yeah. This video. The drum is what's taking it into the 80s. Listen, uh, if there wasn't this drum, I wouldn't like this song. This drum is that good to me. Oh, yeah, it blew up the fridge. I have to admit, if I heard this without knowing it's Kiss, I would say... What is this, like, 80s hair metal? It's not bad for hair metal. Yeah. And you'd be like, this isn't kids. I'd be like, oh, this is, like, first wave hair metal. Yeah. You know, with early White Snake and Death <laughs> Leopard and stuff. And, yeah, but even really became popular. Yeah. This ain't bad. It's not bad. For what it is. Shockingly. Yeah. It's, and, be- it's better than Lick It Up. It's better. Uh, <laughs> because then they took the makeup off and they're like, oh, you guys really do suck. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing they this was, like, not a hit. Like, the... I, I, at best, I think this is a medium hit. I heard the, it a bit, but it wasn't gigantic. The whole taking the makeup off thing was just like a desperate comeback yeah. attempt, right? So this wasn't this wasn't gigantic. It was yeah. it was fairly decent sized. You know what, man? I can't. I'm not a phony. I like what I like, and I don't like what I don't like. I gotta admit it's that one bad. did it for me. Yeah, it's crazy. that one did it for me. It makes you kind of go out. At, at least as far as Kiss is concerned, the bar is so low. The with bar kiss. is so low. Yeah. Yes. Did you go, oh, good job, Kiss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I was like, oh, I didn't realize, like, that was so 80s, but if it's really that early, it's like, oh, they were doing this before a lot of bands who got famous doing this yeah. started doing Definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, yes, I'm like, I'm, it bothers me that I didn't like <laughs> Sparks, makes, but I liked Kiss. This is making you rethink your own <laughs> life. You got some soul searching to do after this, Paul. It doesn't mean that I like Kiss, no, but I like... of course I, not. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, it was good fun. I don't know why it needed the framing narrative of the kid with the family. What They could have just... Because most of the video was just Kiss on stage. Yeah, they should have just done that. Yeah. Would have saved some, some bread anyway. Yeah. What do I have next? Oh, this is the artist who I had on the last off-brand picks... Episode. This is Gal Costa, okay. the, the Brazilian singer. I think I liked her. Yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, the last time I did uh, a song called Sebastiana mm-hmm. from 1969, which was real sort of like... It was more in the vein of like Bossa Nova. It wasn't Bossa Nova, yeah. but it was more in that I vein. I think that's why I liked it, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the version of this next song that I know is from a 1971 live album. But this clip that I found on YouTube is real recent. It's her from, it seems like just a couple years ago, so I think she's in her late 60s or early oh, 70s. Oh, good honor. And this is like fucking rock. Mm. So I don't know if this is really off-brand, because it's an artist I've established I'd like, mm. I like. I've established that I like Tropicalia and Bossa Nova and Brazilian music in general. And this is one of the biggest stars of that genre. But doing like, this is like rock and roll. This is like okay. even more my type of music. So this is sort of a, a cheat, really. All right. Uh, and this is from her, the version I know is from a live album called 
Gal Atodo Vepor. Oh, Which name. means full steam. Yeah, goddamn right. And the, I don't even know how to pronounce the name of the song. De um role. Sure. Uh, and I don't. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. But it's cool. Oh, this is very yeah. rock so far. And she's just watch how badass she still is. What year is this again? This clip. Yeah, this is live. This is from 2019. Oh wow. Now, this feels very Paul. Yeah. Kind of fudged it, but I just wanted to watch it. Well, I mean, <laughs> you you already... I mean, you actually doubled up on the uh, the Indonesian guitar, so... Yeah. It all evens out. To rein myself in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. This band is pretty great. Yeah. Oh, there's a fucking flute! Wow, yeah, what is this, uh, Jeff Reptile? <laughs> oh, she looks great. Yeah. Oh, the whole fucking audience is like, yeah, we know this. They know every word. I, think in, every I think in word. Brazil, she's like a huge star and has yeah. been for 60 years. Wow. To me, she's sort of like a cool artist who I feel like I discovered. But yeah. in Brazil, it's like, oh, she's the yeah. fucking Beatles. She's fucking Madonna. Yeah. got her voice too yeah I think she's in her 70s here oh wow that's impressive yeah she looks great sounds great wow and then all the phones just recorded (laughs) hot take yeah don't need the flute I can't even hear the flute can't even hear the flute but I don't hate this no this is real interesting it's it's not something I would listen to on the norm, but it's I it's it's I good. Do it. Yeah. I've had this song in my just sort of general playlist of favorites for the past year or so. Oh wow! Yeah. Look at the rings on her fingers. She's got a big so fat ring on every finger. She's fucking great. Yeah. No idea what she's thinking about. Just sounds good. Sound, but I mean, her and this band sound great. Yeah. And it's also—I don't know if you remember the clip of her that we watched it was an last old time. Clip. It was, that clip was from the seventies. Yeah. And it was also musically completely different. Yeah. This doesn't sound anything like. Yeah, this is straight up stuff. Yeah. Like bluesy rock. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Flute guy doing nothing. <laughs> Although it looks like he's got a sax next to him, so maybe Ooh. in another song he... he's just all the winds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's got a lot of uh, presence. You she know does. I mean? She's not doing a lot because she doesn't have to. She doesn't have to. <clears throat> Gal Costa, check her out. Gal Costa. I gotta, I gotta listen to more of her stuff. Considering <laughs> how every time I hear a new Gal Costa song. I'm like, oh, this is my favorite song now. <laughs> yeah, this is low-key pretty good. Yeah. The audience is fascinating that they're just like, oh, we're, we yeah. know it all. Don't worry, we got you. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, like to me, this is like an obscure song by an obscure artist. Yeah. But actually, it's like, this is like Madonna doing like a prayer. <laughs> it's just it's like, saying, yeah. <laughs> it 
everyone knows it's the sing-along. Yeah, it's one of her big hits. Yeah. She came out on stage to it. Yeah. This is how she opens the show. Exactly. But yeah. to us, this is like this deep cut. You know what else I appreciate is the uh, simplicity of the lighting. Yes. Sometimes I, it's like too much with all the different colored yeah. lights spinning around and shit. It's very, it's very understated. She's just got white lights on her. Yeah, that's all uh, she needs. Yeah. Because she got all those big ass rings. Yeah. So those are like not only are they on every finger, they're huge. Yeah. Imagine getting punched. Don't fuck with that. I kind of wanted to punch me. Is that weird? It's, no, that's actually fine. That's actually actually punch me, Senora Costa. Please, please, if you don't mind. Yeah, that was uh, very interesting. Yeah, I thought I thought that one of all of them you might actually like. Yeah, that was, like, that was I'm gonna have to save myself after the uh, Indonesian guitar. Yeah, the Indonesian was a was a tough beat <laughs> tough beat for me. Now let's talk about a tough one for me. Oh, this is a tough one for me, except for the song. Okay. Now this is James Taylor. Yeah. I hate James Taylor. Me too. I hate that whole folk sound, that whole Laurel Canyon thing. Not a big fan of it. I don't hate the <laughs> whole thing, but James Taylor in particular yes. really goes up a mile sideways, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but this is your smiling face. Uh-huh. I brought this up when we were doing the top fives, and I can't remember what top five I brought it up. Oh, that's funny, because my last clip is also something oh, I talked about on top five, funny. so let's see. Yeah. This is... This is Gonna sound weird. Mm-hmm. This is James Taylor at his funkiest. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could remember what list you brought it up in. Do you remember? I cannot remember yeah. at all. Is this backseat of the car when you're a kid? Yes. For you? Okay. Yes. Yeah. But this was a song where I was like, fuck, this is good. And then every other James Taylor song, I'm like, oh, ugh. I have a James Taylor song that I like, too. But is it a hit or is it a deep cut? I don't know. I think it's a hit for what it is because it, it was the song he did on Sesame Street called Jelly Man Kelly, which is like... A, oh, I know of it. It's like yeah. a children's song. Yeah. It doesn't count. It's like uh, it's like Chromeo doing Wash Your Hands. Yes. It's like, it's fun, but it's not really a Chromeo song. Yeah. It's the thing they did on it's the It's the thing they did for the kids. Yeah. yeah, this is your smiling face from 1979 No Nukes Tour. I'm sure I concert. know this song, but I can't conjure the Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. it look, it can't be worse than... Uh, what's the Marvin Gaye song that he covers where it's just like, oh, just... Oh, oh. Suck uh, all the soul out of it. I mean, I know exactly which song. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, shit, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, whatever. We, whatever. We don't yeah. need to, we don't want to remember it. No. But there he is with his stash. I at least like him when he had the stash better than Yeah, there's Jackson Brown. Yeah. Why listen to James Taylor when you could listen to Jackson Brown? I think I like Jackson Brown a little bit better. Not by much, but. Oh, I like Jackson Brown a lot better. Here you go. Watch how you get funky. Oh, yeah. I, you know, once you hear this. Yeah, of course, I know this. Yeah, song. yeah, yeah. This part I love here. <laughs> that, song, that part drives me crazy. So good. So, not everything has to be funky, so this isn't even a judgment call, but is there anyone less funky than James Taylor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you hear the pianist George Winston? Sure, the December album. Yeah. I listen to it every Christmas. It's oh, one of my favorites. I grew up, I high school this in the fall. Oh, oh I, I also my, I also grew up on George Winston. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I think George Winston's funkier than James. Yeah. Too. This song, I just I really love it and hate everything else. I remember 
Oh my god. A junior Junior year in high school, I was dating this girl. Her name was Lisa, and I'll just say it at that. Uh-huh. Over at her house on like a Sunday afternoon. And all of a sudden she's like, Do you want to for dinner with my family? I was like, Yeah, sure, that'd be great. And her family cooks dinner and sitting with them. And they play a bunch of James Taylor's songs. I was like, oh. You just turned to her and said, I break up. And then we're done. <laughs> and then they played Mockingbird. Oh. And they all sang. No. They all sang at the dinner table, the Mockingbird. That, that is the most sexually withering thing <laughs> that I can imagine happening with a girlfriend. Oh, my God. Like, they're, like, they, they're all loving the James Taylor. And then Mockingbird, Mock. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, yeah, I, I need burn. to eat quick yeah. and get yeah. the fuck out of Your here. Your girlfriend singing along, sing, sing alonging to Mockingbird with her family. Yes, I would never be able to think about that girl sexually ever, ever again. It was rough. That was rough. <laughs> we did not last long. No, uh, boy, Lisa, I hope she's happy wherever she is. She's just married in with kids and happy. Yeah, and she sings Mockingbird. Yes. With them. Yeah. Look at him go off. James is going off. Oh, he's go. Yeah, he's really he's ripping. Scatting. He's really ripping it. <laughs> oh yeah, there's the percussion guy. When he when he lost the mustache and really lost all the hair, he just became. He was just. He's been an old man for so long. He's been old forever. <laughs> <laughs> he had a hot minute where it's like, yeah. yeah, you can sleep with Carly Simon if you want. You're you're kind of hot in your own seventies way, James. Yeah. Taylor. And then he was just a real. It, it feels like he's been 55 for four decades. Oh, absolutely. He's never <laughs> been young. But the, to me, that's him at his funkiest. Yeah. And I... I, I get it. And that's... Look, that's yeah. not bad. As, yeah. as far as James Taylor goes, that's not bad. I'd never choose to listen to that song. Yeah. But it didn't It didn't make me cringe the it's way a, that Mockingbird It's does. a very... Like you said, like I said, Baxi song. It's a very grocery store song. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of yes, Yeah. Better than doing banjos at the supermarket. Yes. 100%. So this my the final clip is like I said this is something I brought up on a top five mm-hmm. and it was one of the ones where I was like oh, I really wish we could play it because I'm saying Glenn Campbell and Kirk is like really dude yeah and I'm like yeah but this isn't like Rhinestone Cowboy or uh, or uh, what's the one the I only the Wichita that. lineman you know oh that's him yeah oh boy. Rhinestone Cowboy is the big one, though. Uh, Rhinestone uh, that Cowboy. That song is embarrassing. It's a it's a corny song, but you have to admit he has like pipes. Like he's, oh, he can sing. Yeah, he can sing. Yeah. So this is the song that Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys wrote, but the but Mike Love didn't want to do it because the name <laughs> of, of the song is "Guess I'm Dumb," and he's like, "I don't want to say I'm dumb. I'm smart." So anyone who says I don't want to say I'm smart is automatically dumb. Yeah, the, the Mike Love did like. Brian Wilson wrote it for the Beach Boys, but Mike Love didn't want to do it. Wow. So because when Brian had his, like, first mental breakdown mm-hmm. and couldn't perform for, like, six months, Glenn Campbell filled in uh, with the Beach Boys. For, oh, I didn't know that. For Brian. So, like, as a present, he gave him the song. Oh, I didn't know that. But the Beach Boys do do uh, sing backup on this. Oh. But uh, it's Glenn Campbell doing a Brian Wilson song. It's called Guess I'm Dumb. I love the production. I love... All the background vocals. I love the strings. Mm-hmm. I think it's really pretty. I think it's emotionally affecting. And it's 60s Glenn Campbell, so it's not as corny as, like, your fucking rhinestone yeah. cowboy. And this is him doing the song on, um, <coughs> what the fuck is that show? Shazam. No, Shindig. Oh, Shindig. We've, we've watched Shindig. Yeah. Shindig is a show that was big in the 60s, and damn, I wish it still existed. Yeah. 
uh, an afternoon show of just pop artists doing the latest hits. Yeah, that's it. Why don't we have that? Why don't we have that? A TV show that's just the great, the latest pop hits with the artists doing them. It's not a thing anymore. No, not in any shape, where. No, no top of the pops, no shindig, no bandstand. Come on, no bandstand. Bring back bandstand back. Bring back solid gold. I want to see like, hey, this episode on this Tuesday has like. Dua Lipa and Doja Cat and like I can lose my shit. Yeah, yeah. Let's have it. But anyway, this yeah. is uh, Glenn Campbell in 1965 doing "Guess I'm Done." Dumb on Shindig. Real sixty. Yeah, it is. Mike Love would have fussed this up. Yeah. Glenn Campbell's got a great voice. Yeah. Looks like a real square. So young. Yeah. He was. I think he's probably in his twenties. It's hard to look at his mouth. The percussion is great on this. And this is another one where I like the music. I don't like his singing. <laughs> the music, I, I, what you're saying, it's like real pretty, and it's, it's. I, I really like, I really like the music. Yeah. I don't want his voice. <laughs> I love it. I love his voice. Yeah, nothing, but I do really. Like you can tell that's the Beach Boys at that yeah. part. Yes. Yes. I love the oohs. You gotta have some oohs. Let me throw this out at you. Yeah. Picture a different scenario. This exact same arrangement. Mm -hmm. Everything is the exact same. Yeah. Except Chris Isaac singing. A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. A hundred percent. This could be that. I was gonna say like, it's it's like a Righteous Brothers song or something. But yeah, I would love to hear Chris Isaac. I would love to hear Chris Isaac say. And yeah, you could, you. That's great. You could really like the Beach Boys could have done this. Yeah, I don't think it would have been quite as uh, dramatic. Yeah, if they had done it. Yeah, Glenn feels it. Yeah, no, so do I. Every time I hear it, I'm like, man, this. This like hits me. Yeah. I don't know. It's not my love of it is not ironic in any way. No. I mean that fucking arrangement with the horns. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's, yeah. The horns, the strings, the yeah. whole production of it is great. <laughs> yeah. I wish we could get this in high res. All these these uh, people on stage. It yeah. just looks cool. That arrangement was great. Again, yeah. I didn't care for the great. Look, me. I didn't I, think you were going to go like, oh my god, I'm a huge Glenn Campbell fan now. But it's like, oh yeah, if you just know him as like the rhinestone cowboy yes. guy. It's like, no, in the 60s he was working with the Beach Boys. He was doing more <coughs> 60s pop ballady kind of thing. This is better than yeah. the 70s Glenn Campbell. Yes, I think so. Too. Definitely. And this this song was a big chart Flop. It didn't do anything. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, come on. But I think it's so good. I wonder if Mike Love was like, told you. Oh, fuck Mike Love. He's <laughs> the worst guy. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's also been, I've just been, I've had that in my like regular rotation playlist for like at least a year. Wow. It was on my, it was on my, uh, Spotify most listened to songs of 2020. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's real good. And it's like that playlist, I keep 50 songs on it at mm-hmm. all time, at all times. So when I want to add a new song to it, I have to take a song off of it. I love that exercise. And I usually just go in order. So if I add a new song to the top, I take the oldest thing off. Yeah. So it's always recycling. Okay, that's a good idea. And this one I just had um, at the end of the playlist forever because I just didn't want to take it off. So you didn't change anything? I was just changing like the second to last oh. one. Because I was like, no, I, I like this one too you much. You could make yourself pull it. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's real good. Yeah. But again, I don't think... This is sort of like in the same vein as Annette Funicello, where it's like, I don't think anyone would guess no, that. I would no. be like, yeah, Paul loves 60s Glenn Campbell a yeah. whole lot. <laughs> it's his favorite. Yeah. No, I love it. Him and Iggy Pop and Glenn Campbell in the 60s. Iggy Pop would have done a song with Glenn Campbell, I think. Oh, 100%. They've, got, they've both got like those real rich, probably, rich vo- voices. Iggy probably could have done this, too. In his own like weird way. Well, he's got that great like baritone. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if he would have hit the high notes, but no, but he would have like squealed it and made it his own. Hey, you wouldn't think he'd have done a great version of Ray of Light, but he did. He fucking killed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but those are off brand picks. He did it. I mean, we'll do more. I'm sure we could do another sequel to this someday, but that's it for this episode. Do you have any other. No, man, I'm spent. To wrap up? Yeah. Now people know. A little more about us. Yeah, there's, look, we've got layers. We're onions. We're, we're, you know what? Because I hate branding. The off-brand yeah. pick is a wink because it's like we're not brands; we're people. You're people. We're humans. We're human beings. We feel things. <laughs> yeah, like Iggy said during Ray of Life, <laughs> feel something. Feel something. That's that why we room feel. Full of suits. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's the end of the episode. Music Raygun is produced by me, Paul Champanelli, and me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme music is by Bagweed. Go check him out on Bandcamp. It's B A G W E E D. Until next time, see ya! See ya.